Thanks for joining Cornerstone for our message of the week. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged. To connect with our church family and to watch our services live, download our app today by texting Sparks Will Fly as one word, app to 77977. That's Sparks Will Fly app to 77977 or by visiting us online at sparkswillfly.cc. How many feel good in your soul? How many feel real good in your soul? All right. Amen. You know, when Matt had us, admonished us to kneel down, I was reminded, uh, this was, Lord, this was probably some 15, close to 15 years ago, we took our nephew to church, and he went home and told his mom, he said, Mom, he said that you're not going to believe this, but he said at Uncle John's church, he said, the people just go down to the front, lay down, and they just give them a blanket. They go to sleep. So, um, amen. How many feel the goodness of God in this room? Amen. I want to turn to uh, Isaiah, the 61st chapter. I will not try to preach too long. and I just want to share with you some things out of this. And just we're going to stay right on track with kind of the vein that I've been in. And I just want to talk about... Uh, reformation for a little bit. How many knows that what we're praying for and contending for is not God to make our city better? We want him to reform it. Hello. We want a transformation. How many knows that you don't want your life to be better? You want to transform life. Transform means you change the form of it. You with me? And how many knows this? Just to be, in, just to be an encourages to us. You know that sometimes, especially the way I'm wired, I wish. I mean, I, I want God to be a microwave. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but how many knows that God is a crock pot and a farmer? He uh, he gives you an acorn and he just tells you to steward it, and it has the ability to be a mighty oak tree, right? But in the society you and I live in, we want it. We want things to come quick, right? And so, but a lot of times it doesn't happen that way. In the same way that our lives are being transformed is the same way really is no different than the way we should look or, or look and examine like community transformation. How many knows this morning that you have been saved? The scripture says that. We, we're, we're saved. If you're born again, believer in Jesus Christ, you are, you are saved. How many knows this, that we are being saved by the washing of the water of the word? And the scripture says that we shall, Corinthians 15 says, we shall be saved at the end. There is a completed work at the end. In the same way in seed form, our community, believe this or not, is transformed. It is being transformed and it will be completely transformed. Do you believe that? I want to read something. Uh, I want to read something to you, and I want to take us ten years into the future. And you're going to have to have great faith because this letter was written on October the 27th, 2029. You with me? Don't take some faith. It was written on October the 27th, 2029. I, I wrote this article for Global Legacy as they asked me to do so. And so this article written October the 27th, 2029, I'm the one that wrote it, and I wrote it for Global, Global Legacy. And the title of this article, um, which was ran in Global Legacy, is Puddles of Glory in Puddleville. I said, I used to sit and dream about, a, about city reformation. I would read articles from various places of the earth where the transformational, where transformational revival had taken place. 
places like Argentina, Mozambique, Uganda, Redding, California, and wonder if this could ever happen in my city. Today I sit here amazed at what God has done here in Cook County. It reminds me of the scripture in Psalms 126. The psalmist said, we were like those who dreamed. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. What you see in our city today is the result of a Nehemiah-type movement. The people had a mind to work together. One by one, the people came together to see change happen in our community. Pastors from every denomination laid down their titles and differences and started working together, and it didn't take long for, for civil leaders to follow. One of the major problems in our cities was poverty and all the issues that stem from this spirit. Our downtown area has not always looked like this. Adel has not always had such nice restaurants as you see today. As leaders begin to step up in their roles, little by little, the mindsets of the people begin to change, hope begin to be restored, and lives begin to be transformed. Our schools struggled with low, with low test scores, and behavior problems were almost unbearable for our teachers at times. Years ago, there was a mentorship program put in place to combat the issues our children were facing. At, at, at first, many scoffed as it was slow to get off the ground, but today, every child has a mentor, and our scores are in the top 10% in the nation. Our graduation rate is one of the highest per capita in the country. We've seen families restored, and 95% of our homes, 95% of the homes in our community has mom and dad in the house. Come on, y'all. My God. People move from all over to be a part of our school systems. Whether it's public or CCA, a private Christian school, Adel has it all. God has done amazing things over the last decade. Man, three state championships in baseball, two in football, and four in our softball program. I gave the ladies more love than the guys. There has never been a time in our history where we have been prouder to be called the Hornets. CCA has two state titles in basketball and one in baseball, which was played right here. Which was played right here in Cook County at the new Eagle Stadium. In times past, there was tension among the, among the leaders of the two schools, but today, all the leaders work in harmony with each other. The fruit of that harmony has been nothing short of a miracle. It has changed the educational landscape of our community, whether it's an eagle jersey or a black and gold hornet, hornet, jersey, hornet, hornet jersey. There seems to be just one team in this community. Ten years ago, we had an issue with gang violence and other behavior issues that stem from fatherlessness. As several of our young boys were being lured down a path, by down a dangerous path, as the mentorship program grew and several of our youth ministers came together, God released a mighty awakening in the youth in our community. We saw the gang activity diminish in our community. Today, today on any given Wednesday night, our churches are filled with kids and teenagers. Here at Cornerstone, we run five vans to help accommodate the influx of growth. Years ago, we used to send 40 to 50 kids to camp. Now we host our own summer camp with thousands in attendance. The churches have gone through such transformation here. It seems like every month there's a new building going up to help accommodate the growth. Our people are filled with hope and excitement about the future. The spirit of heaviness has long been replaced with the garment of praise. 
in this community. We just broke ground on a new 250-acre industrial park area last month. The mayor told me last week 30 new companies will be up and running within the next 24 months. Teenagers used to dream about getting out of this town. Now they can't wait to get back here after college because there is so much opportunity for them. There is no doubt the glory has come to Puddleville. Its footprint can be seen and felt in every part of this community, from the thriving life downtown and local shops to the finest dining of any small town in Georgia, state-of-the-art health care in its brand-new hospital, its superb schools and mighty hornets. Cook County seems to be the place to call home. I invite you to come downtown, get a bite to eat, enjoy some local music, maybe catch a sporting event at one of our awesome complexes. Maybe stay the weekend and attend one of our local places of worship. I promise you when you leave, you will know why the locals say Adele is so close to heaven. You can see sparks. That's a dream of God's heart. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 61. I want to give, you know, some would, but how many knows this, that I was watching, um, how many's ever seen Compelled by Love, Heidi Baker, the one that Reinhardt Bunky and different ones did with her? And Bill Johnson's on there talking, and he talks about Heidi. And he said, what gives him hope is Heidi's just like us. She's made of the same material. But what she said was yes. Come on, church, you with me now. I didn't just read something that I just come up with. I was prophesying with every stroke of that pen of what I want to see happen in this community. Come on, somebody. Ten years from now, a complete downtown difference. How is that going to happen? Well, it's going to happen because we have been planted like seed and leaven. Listen to me. The church has loved the light. The light is revelation, illumination. Come on, somebody. We have loved the salt, which is what we're called to be, to preserve something in the community. But there's one step further, and that's Matthew 13, 33, where the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman hid in three measures of meal, three's resurrection. Come on, somebody. She hid in three measures of meal until the whole lump became leaven. Leaven is the penetrating force of the church inside of a community. Not here to take over, but through acts of love. Come on, somebody. Through deeds. The church, well, it's not by works. No, listen to me. It's not by works, but let me tell you something. Love has got to look like something. We can no longer stay hunkered down the four wall inside the four walls of our church and pray on our altars believing something's going to change. Hello, somebody. 
Let me go a step further. We can no longer wait on the political, the right person to get in the White House. We have been, listen to me, church, we have been duped by thinking that the Republican Party is going to save the church of Jesus Christ. It will never happen. Hello? Nor the Democratic Party. We want issues to change in this country such as Roe v. Wade abortion, 1973, in the church. Boy, I'm going to get in a little trouble right here. That's okay. I'm a grown man. But do you know until, it was a Sota Damara, as that may have you say her name, in 2009, which was appointed as a Supreme Court justice, all except for two. So uh, besides her, until 2009, from 1973, all of the Supreme Court justice was, was, was put in place by a Republican president, and we still don't see Roe v. Wade. I'm not discouraging us from not getting involved in the political arena, although I think we should. The church needs to have influence in every part of society. Come on, somebody. But what we have handed God's issues over to the government, hoping the government will solve the problems that lie at the foot of the church. Hello? Hello, if, if the church would just rise up, 70% of all, all young ladies and women that receive abortions call themselves Christian. Hello, 47% are evangelical and the other 20% Catholic. If the church could just get its junk right, we'd make a big difference in this nation. Hello, God never addressed the world. He said if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, come on somebody, and turn from their wicked ways. Oh, my God, I feel like a preacher up in this house. We, mm -mm. I'm going to have to calm down. I'm going to have to calm down. The things we do, this is why we have no voice. This is why we have no voice. We run to the Capitol and talk about how we stand for marriage and the sanctity of human life. But yet, according to Barna Research, the church, evangelicals, has a higher divorce rate than agnostics and Muslim. How do we have street cred when we can't get our own stuff right in the house of God? Before we ever going to see something transformed in a community, transformation must start with me. I am the a man that is jacked up. Hello. When transformation and an encounter happens in me, then it is like a virus that spreads out. Hello. All right. Let's go to Isaiah 61, and I'm going to give you six points, okay, and we're going to get out of here. Listen to this. If you, there's, to me, here is the best picture that I could describe to you this morning of what I pinned down in the thing, in the letter. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Look at this. Because he has anointed me. Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God, I'm in verse 1, is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. And to give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They may be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. 
And they shall and they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolation of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks and your sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers, but you shall be named, look at this, the priest of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Look at verse 6 again. But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. This is not the clergy calling us the priest of the Lord. This is the community rising up because what they have seen happen through the church rising up calling us the priest of the Lord. What gives us our creed is not by what we say who we are, but what does the community say who we are? Hello. So the first thing I want to look at is transformation begins with one person who is, who is yielded to the Spirit of God. There can be no transformation out here until something happens in here. Bill Johnson says it like this, to the breadth of the kingdom on display, the breadth of the kingdom on display is a determined or a measuring stick of how how deep or the depth of the kingdom of God inside of us. The kingdom, Luke 17 says, does it come with men's observations of men's eyes, but but it is inwardly. The kingdom of God is in us. It is joy, peace, righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Hello. How many felt the kingdom come in this room this morning? There was joy, there was peace, and there was righteousness that fell in this room this morning. That is the kingdom of God. So there can be no, the transformation starts with one person. In Isaiah 6, 8, Isaiah encountered the glory of God. He saw the glory fill the temple as a train filling the temple. And he heard the Lord cry out and say, who shall go? Who shall go? Isaiah cried out at that moment said, send me, send me. Do you know that you and I, I'm just trying to tell you this, that the church has got to get externally focused and, and, and quit being internally focused. Our whole deal is can we get people to come to church? Can we get people to come to church? I want to totally eradicate that. I want to serve people whether they come to this church or not. Hello somebody. I want to show people love without trying to get them converted. If we would just love them. Come on somebody. Have you ever seen fruit hanging on a tree? Fruit that is ripe. All you have to do is bump it and it'll fall baby. Listen the reason why we cannot win people is because we have so many hidden agendas up our sleeve. Come on. We We need to get the witchcraft out of the church. The manipulation and all the other stuff we've been doing. Why don't we just love them and show them what Paul said, the more excellent way. Why don't we just serve them and say, listen, you don't got to come to Cornerstone. You ain't got to commit to Jesus. I just want to love you, friend. Come on. So transformation first begins when one person yields to the Spirit of God. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. It has enveloped me. It is around me, surrounding me, in me. The Spirit of the Lord is in you for you, but he comes upon you for somebody else. 
My God, friend, I'm telling you, we're praying, God, why don't you come and change this community? And God's looking into heaven and saying, why don't you stand up and do something about the needs in your community? It is not the mayor's job. Come on, somebody. I came to preach to the church. This ain't Buddy Duke's issue. This is the church of the living God. The gang violence ain't Doug Hanks' problem. It is the church's problem. Hello? Oh, God. Man, listen to this. It's got to start with one person. That's the power of one person. I know you didn't share your story this morning, but the power of your story. Never forget the power of your story. It starts with one person. One youth group can ignite from one spark. And the drier it is, the, the greater the potential of a fire, friend. Come on, somebody. When you go by the forestry, if we ain't had no rain, they'll say alert danger. Fire, it's, it's very high today. Can I tell you, we had an all-time high in this nation for a massive fire to break out. It only takes one kid in one school, come on somebody, to bow their head over their lunch and say, God, I thank you that you have provided this meal today and the power of God show up. I live with the conviction that it's not God's will for one church to change a whole entire community, but I live with the conviction that, uh, that I believe one church has the power to change a nation. All right. Transformation begins with one person. Look at your neighbor and say this. My house changes with me. Dad. All right. Transformation in this text come through proclamation. He sent me what? He has anointed me what? To preach good tidings to the poor. It comes through proclamation. But he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So for so long, the community, especially in the south where I live, has only seen a proclamation. They have seen no deeds. Hello. We've not seen a gospel on display. We preach healing, but we don't see nobody healed. We preach deliverance, but where's the delivered? Come on, y'all. So transformation came through proclamation and demonstration. Listen to this. The gospel flies on the wings of good news and good deeds. If we say we love, remember, love must look like something. All right? Transformation, number three, transformation begins as people are transformed. Verse 3 says a crown of beauty for ashes and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. God's splendor is best seen in changed lives. Come on, somebody. We are all an example in this room of the goodness of God. I ain't always looked this good, friend. Come on, somebody. I am a testimony of God's grace and mercy. Transformation begins as people are transformed. As you are awakened, can you imagine this morning if just in, it, let's just deal with sparks. We ain't even got to deal with all of Cook County. Let's just get it down to sparks. If just sparks realized this morning, if every evangelical believer realized this morning that they don't go to church, but they are the church of the living God outside the walls, 
we would see an impact within, within 10 days. We would no longer walk by the sick. We would actually lay hands on them. Hello. We would no longer talk like we're riding the Titanic. Does anybody else have that problem? One of my greatest weaknesses, sometimes I feel like I'm on the Titanic with the bilge pump going out. But if believers, y- y'all realize what we're doing. We're coming in here, getting fat off the gospel, and then we wait till Wednesday night to show up and do another church service. Meanwhile, decay, a decay and chaos is happening outside the walls of the church. It is time the church infiltrate the areas where there is decay. I don't know about you, but they're not beating the walls of the church down, so we must go travel to where they are. Let me just say this. I, I, t- I sent this last night uh, or yesterday afternoon to Matt, and I was, I don't know why I'm going to get on these hot button issues, but might as well since I'm out there. I was thinking about, listen to this. Campus Crusade for Christ and these different global leaders met within at the, the end of 2018, leaders from all over the globe, from Auckland, New Zealand, to Atlanta, from Zimbabwe to California, what do you think the number one issue that those leaders says we're going to face? Homosexuality? Immigration. You know I said? Immigration. Now let me just throw some things out there to try to test you. Because see, sometimes we limited in our view down here in the South. We don't want nobody coming in our community. Come on, y'all. Y'all right? Y'all ain't nobody got no gun on, dude. We got I got four on me right now. You just can't see them. I got them hid under all this. Let's read something right quick because I chased this rabbit down. Psalms 107, verse 4, I founded this. I found this. I didn't found it. I found it. Listen to this. Let's just start in verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Look at this. And gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness, and in a desolate way they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress, and he led them forth by the right way that they may go to a city for a dwelling place. Let me throw this at you. Could it be? Immigration is a bigger issue than I want to tackle this morning, but I'm just throwing this out there. Could it be that God is gathering the nations of the earth into the cities? My God, for a dwelling place. 
Y'all better believe what I'm telling you this morning. Listen to me. I don't believe that the best has happened. I believe the best is yet to come. Come on, somebody. I'm believing for a move of God like the earth has never seen. I don't know why. If you if you riding that ship, well, it's all going to get worse. Then, baby, I'm telling you, you better find you somewhere else to go. It ain't getting worse in my book. It's getting better every day. Come on, somebody. Things are not getting worse. It's getting better every day. Man is better off today than at any time in the history of the planet. Hello? You better get off the news and get in the Bible. I'm telling you that God is gathering the nations of the earth to cities. And he's planting people inside of cities that have a kingdom vision that don't see the walls of their church but see the lost and the broken in the cities and preach to their church like this said. We got to get up out of the walls of this church. We got to take the anointing that God has given us and go make a difference in society. I'm not talking about, listen, don't take me where I'm not going. I'm not up here on a political campaign. I'm not talking about open borders or any of these things. But I'm telling you, could it be that the hand of God is rallying the earth? I don't know why we marching. We just marching. Come on, somebody. The animals didn't know why they were moving. They were just headed to something. Come on, somebody. They were headed to an ark with the arm down. This is what God is doing. Raising, getting the people. I don't know why we leaving the bush. We just feel like we got to leave. We headed to the city. Why? Because there's a city that shall make glad. Come on. There is a river. Where is it flowing? In the city that shall make glad. Y'all ain't going to believe for nothing, I don't guess. Transformation begins as people transform. People that had a, that get a crown of beauty for ashes. Let's establish this. None of us in this room are perfect. We've all been jacked up, and probably all of us are going to make mistakes. Come on, somebody. But there's one thing that sets us apart. We have been forgiven, and we have tasted of the grace and mercy of God. Come on, is anybody else? I am not perfect. I got a hundred faults, but I can tell you this. He's an extravagant, amazing God who is full of grace and mercy, and his mercy is new every day. Hello. Thank God you ain't got to be perfect. You just got to be willing. That gives me great. I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be willing to say, yes, I'll go. God, send me. Lord, I feel like I'm a little wild. Our lives, our lives testify of the glory of God. Listen to this. Transform people want to transform their communities. There's a desire in them to want to see change. Hello. See, what I wrote about in the next 10 years, what you will see happen, leaders that have been elected in this city that want to hold this city in its bondage, in 10 years from now, you would see them fall by the wayside, friend. Why? Because God is on the move. We want people of vision to see what I'm talking about at the hams of this city. Come on, I'm not being ugly here. I said we want people with vision at the hounds in this community. People that are looking out the windshield, not out of the rear view mirror, friend. There's great days ahead. We want city officials that are seeing those days and are pointing to those days and speaking to those days. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God. Mm. Well, that's big stuff he's preaching right there. 
Listen to this. The Bible says he calls them oaks of righteousness will be planted by the Lord and they will rebuild the old waste places. Here's the problem. We have not been able in times past to get leaders in the church planted. It's hard enough to get church. Leaders can't get planted. We wonder why church people can't get planted. Let me tell you what I've seen in 20 plus years of ministry. People that are planted flourish. People that roam, stay dry and in wildernesses. Can anybody testify to the fact? Planted means come hell or high water, you're hanging on. Come on, somebody. The trees that are planted by the river never knew there is a drought existed. Why? Because they have root systems that have tapped down through the subsurfaces of the earth to where the real deep water is. These oaks, Isaiah said, will be planted. They're going to be planted. They're not going to be planted in ideal conditions. Because where they're planted, they will begin to rebuild from that place. Places that have been ruined, ruined by poverty, ruined by gangs, ruined by drugs, ruined by uh, people with no vision in society. These oaks of righteousness will be planted. See, I believe what God is doing in the hearts of leaders today is God's turning some things. And it's not for the leader to sit there and look for the next greatest thing to jump on, but realize they're in the greatest thing. If God has planted you, Catherine looked at me last night and she said, you still believe you're doing what God called you to do? I said, with everything in me, I know that God spoke to me in Wayne County and said, you go to Cook County. He's never said nothing else. He said, stay right there. It is time we as leaders look at our churches and say, I'm here to stay. I'm not fixing to leave. This is it for the long haul. We're going to live and do life and see God bring transformation. I know I'm preaching. I'm not mad at nobody, but I am telling you, I'm preaching with great conviction because I believe that it is the heart of God what I pinned down in this letter. He wants to see an entire community change, change, friend, change. He wants... His heart is to see the kids taken care of in this community. Not every other week given out a PB&J where there's stability in the home. Come on, somebody. Where there's stability in the home. A kid should not have to be worried about what he's going to eat at night. All right. Transformation occurs. When the work is taken over by others. Listen to this. The best test of the sustainability of your work is whether or not it can be transferred to others. Did you hear me? The best test of the sustainability of your work is whether or not it can be transferred to others. Now look at this. Where am I, where am I at right here? All right, look at verse 5. Verse 4 says, They shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolation of many generations. Strangers, look at this. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the foreigners shall be your plowman and your vine dresser. This is what I believe is going to happen. As the church engages the community... As the church engages the community 
It's going to take a while, but I promise you the civil leaders in this community will take note of what is happening. If the church is leaders, man, one of the reasons the most insecure people in America is the ones pastoring our churches. We're afraid because you outpreached me that my people's going to come to where you at. If your people is your people, they connected you not because of your preaching. Come on, somebody. Not because of your gift, because they recognize who is in you, friend. You're not in here because of me. Look at this fat, bald-headed. There's nothing in here that you should desire. But you hear God coming through this big, bald-headed man, and that's what you're connected to. Come on, somebody. It's not about who's got the greatest gift. It's about we've all been bought with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we all got a mission, and that is to reach this community. Oh, Lord. Listen to this. Here's the thing. As the church progresses, we're going to see fathers come up in the church. There'll be the boy leaders will begin to take their place on the back row, and the fathers will come up and take hold of this thing at the front row. Come on, somebody. Oh my God. Mm. As the fathers take their place, fathers don't compete, they complete. Brothers compete. The competition spirit will fall off of the community. Why? Because fathers has raised up in their place. I'm not preaching to you something I see today, but I do see it in seed form that will be here in the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. Fathers go take their place. As fathers takes their place, they will undergird the young boy leaders. It doesn't matter whether it's girl or female. There's neither female nor male. Come on, you with me now. I'm just helping my language out. My limited register here I'm trying to use. They will undergird, start delegating responsibility. Because you can't raise children with pacifiers. You have to delegate responsibility. They have to know what it's like to have to wait. If you step in and kill the bear every time for them, listen, they, eventually they're not going to know how to fight the bear. You've got to start lending them tools and let them match up with the bear a little bit. Hello. All right. One of the things that I was thinking about is look at what happened. In the upper room of this church in a conference room, there was an agreement made to start a Christian school, which we do need Christian education. I said, we do need Christian education. After this church fathered it, mothered it, sowed resources to the tune of thousands. Am I telling the people a lie? Thousands. The work was handed off. You understand this is how transformation happens. Just because we started don't mean we got to keep doing it. We started. What we did yesterday by feeding 300, by handing out 350-something sack lunches was not something we started. Someone else started it and handed the plowman to someone else to plow. What if we took, 
let, let me just, I'm on this other rabbit right here. Back on the hot button issue. Abortion. Amanda will tell you, this doesn't knock. This, please, you understand. You can't take me and judge me on one 35, 40-minute sermon. Hour, probably time is done, okay? But you can't judge me on that. But you spent years of your life in Washington, D.C., standing at the Supreme Court steps. Although I will not knock that, that is very powerful. We've seen a few laws fall into the favor, but yet today, well, let's talk about the reality of where we're at. Roe v. Wade is still in effect. And children in our community are still being aborted, and they're still orphans all over the houses. But we pray, oh God, oh God, I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking that. Please understand. But we at some point are going to have to take the leaven and start penetrating society. If Roe v. Wade was overturned today, it would be a disaster. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. What you going to do with the orphans? What are you going to do to the young mother that's already, fought, already got two kids that she can't support living down in the hood? Come on, somebody. What are we going to do? Is the church going to rise up and take its place and take these orphans? Oh, my God. See, we want to do the easy thing. The easy thing is just get up there and try to get a president in there that's going to stand up against it. I'm all for that. Please understand, I'm not voting for somebody that's got crazy views. I'm not voting for someone that wants to kill a baby outside the womb. It'll never happen. I will never cast my vote to some lunatic like that. Hello? I will never vote for a party that stands up and claps because they deny God. I will never do that. Hello? But at the same time, my trust does not, I'm not hoping tonight in Capitol Hill. My hope tonight is in Mount Zion that there is a court above the Supreme Court that Daniel says has ruled in favor of the saints. And when he ruled in favor of the saints, the saints made war with that horn that was making war with them and prevailed against him. That is the one I'm after this morning. All right. So listen here. If you, show, if you visit, and I normally don't holler like this, not to this amount. Transformation occurs when it's taken over by others. So here's the deal. The church, let me tell you this. One of the mistakes I think we've made is we want to own everything. We want to own it. Why you want to own it? Because then you got to pay taxes on it. Hello. We don't want to own it. We want to have influence. What would happen? I, I told you this. What would happen in a week of school? This, let me ask you this in this community. What would happen week of school? Week the teachers go back to school. The teacher had a card that was written to them, a word of encouragement, thanking them for what they do in this county. Because let me tell you something, a teacher puts up with H-E double hockey sticks. Hello. Y'all don't believe that? My wife will own you her third grade classroom. If you make it two days, we will give you a trophy. 
What if the teacher had a word of encouragement written to her from the church? And when she opened it up, there was a $100 bill in there. It says, we want to help you on your school supplies. Not only that, I want to tell you this. My youth group will be available from 8 to 12 to move anything in your classroom or anything you need to make the job a little easier. That's little tokens. Little seeds being woven like leaven into the community. Huh? Let, let me just stretch you on out a little further. You with me? What about we find some, somebody that don't even look like us? Maybe a homosexual teacher. Boy, that's scared of church right there. We just want to help you. We're so, glad you, we're so glad you're in our community. We just want to be a blessing to you. In any way we can help you in any way possible, let us know. When Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, he was not talking about love your white, bald-headed buddy of the same economic status you are. He was looking at the Pharisee. Can you love somebody that don't look like you, don't live where you live? Come on, somebody, and don't talk like you talk. That is the simple message of the gospel. Love God with all your heart and love others as you love yourself. All right, y'all ready? Get the truck cranked up front door, okay? We're fit to leave out. Listen to this. Transformation. First of all, let's just say this. We want to be able to hand the work off. Not only that, we want to begin to pick the slack up where others are struggling. I do not believe that there needs to, I do not believe this church needs to start a food bank. There is a food bank here. Why do we want to compete with another church that has a food bank? Why don't we take the resources and sow into that food bank to be a help to them? Come on, somebody. You know, one of the things that I wrote in that letter about the mentorship program and talking about because it was slow to get off the ground and others, and there has people scoff. Listen, there's people snickered behind Miss Vanessa. Don't think I don't know. They've snickered behind her back to me. Why is this woman sowing her time? Listen, she was just a person that said yes. But let me tell you something. After she, after she got the $15,000 to pay that off and buy the kids' luggage to get on the plane, there ain't much snickering going on anymore. Hello. That shut the mouth of the enemy right there. Hello. I said that shut the mouth of the enemy. What that did was told every kid that God is Jehovah Jireh, and he really does provide. And if he'll provide for Washington, he'll provide the rent. He'll provide the food we need. He'll provide the education, the college, and everything else we need. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. All right. Let me tell you this. Maybe we shouldn't put this. I'm going to just throw something. Miss Chandler, remember this. Remember when they tried to, we, uh, we told you about what happened up in Madison. You remember that? Because we bought some meals, a guy that didn't even know me told Miss Chandler, he said, you take me, whoever tried to get past the bag, I'll take them out tonight. Imagine what would happen through acts of kindness. Serving with no agenda. Let me tell you this. People say, well, that's, let me, let me throw you a scripture out. How many knows that the scripture tells us and instructs us to make friends with our money? Chris Valentin was a member at the Y. He loved to play basketball. Because he wasn't great at basketball, this team would never allow him to be on their team. 
So he'd have to sit and wait while they play him. They wouldn't let him play with them. So he goes into the thing and says, such and such and such and such and such and such. I want to pay their membership for a year. Well, they come back in there, and they said, your membership's been paid for a year. Who paid for it? That man that y'all don't let play. He's been on the team ever since. That's making friends with your money. Hello. That's not manipulation. He's just doing what the scripture instructed him to do. Now, what they, let me tell you what happened. The guy that was good, that was broke, got kicked off the team so he could be on the team. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Go ahead, hold up. Transformation is recognized by how the city identifies your role. Let me talk right here just for a second. Our role in the community I'm just talking as a whole down here where, where I have to live and do life has not been good for the most part. I'm not just talking about Cornerstone. I'm talking about the church. We claim that we serve Jehovah Jireh, but yet we shove pork chop dinners and chicken dinners and any other thing we can raffle a sale. We're not, we're not doing as Jeremiah 29 instruct he instructed them in Babylonian captivity he says pray for the peace and prosperity of your city and in that you shall have prosperity see what I'm talking about takes a lot of resources it's going to take a lot of resources a lot of money where's that money going to come from it's going to come through the people of God, the blessing of God upon their life. It's a fun time to own a business, especially in this soul. I said it's a fun time to own a business, especially in this soul, because as the seed of that comes back, we write the $15,000 check. Within five days, the $15,000 comes right back. That's God. I said, that's God. So transformation is recognized not by who we say we are. And preachers know they love some titles. Prophet so-and-so. And you, and you ain't got nothing but a Barney prophecy. Sit down. Hello. Well, I'm getting ugly right here. Man, I'm going to quit. Lord, I got to quit right here. Lord Jesus, I got to quit. It's not who we say we are. What this picture of Isaiah 61 is talking about a people that has been planted, that has been transformed, that has received beauty for ashes. They have been planted like trees of righteousness inside of a city. To bring transformation to that city. And as transformation occurs, the city then turns back around and says, these are ministers of the Most High God. Oh, my God. You talking about publicity. You talking about social media. When the city rises up and says, let me tell you something, those people right there are for real. 
you will not get a seat in this building. When the city rises up, folks, I'm just telling you, if you read what happened after Hurricane Katrina, who brought the most transformation after Hurricane Katrina? It was not FEMA. It was the 501c3 nonprofit organizations working those communities. I'm just telling you that the church has got to get a fresh baptism of love, friend. I said the church has got to get a fresh baptism of love. The issues that have faced the nation, global warming, whether we're going to burn up in 20 years, I don't have the answer for that. All I can tell you is what the Bible says. The Bible says that the earth is groaning in Romans 8 with eager expectations. What scientists cannot figure out what is happening with the earth is actually found in Romans chapter 8. It is in birth pains and moaning and groaning for the sons of the kingdom to be manifested, to call this place back into the Eden that God designed it. Friend, I'm telling you, you're about to watch before your eyes the most massive reformation ever been known to mankind. If one man can stand up in 1964 on the Lincoln Memorial with a dream in his heart and proclaim his message within five years to see laws change in this land, let me tell you, there will not be one Martin Luther. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of young Luthers crying out for a generation. Hello. Come on. How do you know this? Have you read the Bible that says that the plowman, shall overtake the reaper. That means before we get it in the ground, we've already got a harvest. It's a continual cycle. You can't put it in the ground that you don't wake up to a harvest that is overtaking a continual cycle. This is where we're headed. That the mountain of the house of God shall be established and the nations of the earth shall flow to it. Hello. Isaiah 35, there will be a highway called holiness that even a fool will be able to stay on that path and the devil will not be able to tread upon it. This is where we are headed, church. We are alive in the greatest days that you could ever be alive. Do you understand Wigglesworth and all the greats are looking in Finney's and John Wesley are looking over the bowels of heaven saying, my God, I wish I was alive in 2019. It only get three people to believe. But I have hollered and I'm sweated down. And I'm just telling you. People will come 10 years to visit our city. And when they leave, they will know why the locals say, Adel is so close to heaven, you can see sparks. Let me tell you this. There was a prophetic voice in 1967 released a song. That song was written, composed, done by Louis Armstrong. He said, I see trees of green, red roses too. 
I see them bloom for me and for you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. In the midst of the civil rights where the African-American were being beat on the bridges in Selma, Alabama. An African-American man prophesying through song. What a wonderful world. I feel the God of heaven and earth in this room this morning. And I say to you, my parishioners in Sparks, Georgia, what a wonderful world we're about to walk in. In Jesus' name, stand to your feet. Lift your hands towards heaven and let's pray right quick. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for the power of a prophetic utterance, how it cuts through like a knife in the wilderness. I thank you for the businessmen that you have planted, the things that you are flourishing, the things that you are moving, and the things that you are putting into place, God, in this town. I thank you that we are being set up for a great transformation. I thank you that the paper that I penned in the wee hours of the morning was not only just words of thought, but it was prophetic utterances from heaven of what we shall see in this city. And Lord, we thank you. We give you praise, honor, and glory that you have planted me here. I thank you that I'm the light of the world. I'm the salt of the earth, and I'm living hidden in a community, Lord. I thank you that our schools are being shaped and molded by the kingdom of, of the kingdom of heaven. I thank you for hope rising in this community and despair leaving the people. Come on, somebody. Hopelessness breaking off of communities. And I thank you for great faith arising in the church to believe again in this hour. I thank you that through the power of your outpouring of your spirit that all Old men shall dream dreams and young men shall see visions. I thank you that the preachers are rising up in this town with a fresh vision and a fresh word from heaven, standing under the power of God. In Jesus' mighty name, give God a great God bless you. We'll see you here Wednesday night. We hope you enjoyed our message of the week. Thanks for joining us. Our passion at Cornerstone is our family atmosphere built on deep relationships. We want to connect with you. Please take a moment and download our app and connect with us on social media to stay updated with all things Cornerstone. We pray you have a wonderful week. Mm -hmm.